The reading is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. Good morning. Nice to see you all. Warm welcome to you. Thanks to Laura and to Margaret for leading us so well so far. My thanks also to all those who have been very busy uh, in and through this church in recent days as we've sought to communicate the wonderful Christian message of love, the Christmas message to this community, whether it be through the film night or our fellowship uh, night a week last Saturday and those who are out caroling on Thursday night, also yesterday in Pontypridd Town and Aspen House. My thanks to you all. Your efforts uh, have been superb. And we have given out uh, 300 little packages, each containing a very special Christian message, uh, a treat, and an invitation to join us here in fellowship. So we pray that those uh, packages will be opened and appreciated and read, and that the Holy Spirit will speak into hearts and lives through them. So the Lord bless you for your efforts, and we trust the Lord to add to our number in these days. I have to say that, uh, sadly, our dear sister Beryl Edwards went home to be with the Lord yesterday. So she passed away peacefully, I might add, in a sputty compromise about 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday with the family by her bedside. And so whilst that is sad in many ways, of course, I was chatting with David last evening and uh, He did give testimony that if anyone could pass away happily, inverted commas, then Beryl did just that. 
So for the child of God, of course, away from the body is at home with the Lord. And that's where Beryl wanted to be. So we remember the family at this time in our prayers and ask for God's blessing upon David and James and uh, Robert, is it? Robert, um, there's a wee sister, I believe, also. Kay, Kay, the sister. So the whole family represented there. Um, I have been asking for prayers for a very good friend of mine, Keith McAdam. I mentioned him on a Thursday evening a few uh, weeks ago who has been diagnosed with terminal leukemia. The Lord extended his days that he might uh, go to his daughter's wedding that they brought forward from uh, next spring. So praise God for that. Keith now is in his last hours. So remember the family, Marilyn, his wife, it's her birthday today. <laughs> you don't really want uh, your husband to pass on your birthday, but he's in his last hours. He's a child of God. And for Keith also, like Beryl, away from the body, will be at home at peace with his loving Heavenly Father. So remember, if you can, amongst the festivities, Keith McAdam and the family Marilyn. He has two daughters, Ruth and Sarah. Uh, he's from Liverpool, and so the family ostensibly are up in Liverpool, and Marilyn's family in North Wales. So remember them in your prayers as well. So let's pray, just for a moment, as we pause amongst the festivities to remember those in need at this time. Almighty God, our loving Heavenly Father, we gather in this manner to say thank you for all that Christmas truly means to us. We celebrate the coming of God in Christ, God incarnate, as the hymn writer once put it so beautifully, God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. We thank you for all that that means to us today. And yes, for the child of God, it means life. Not as the world gives, do I give unto you, says the Lord Jesus. Life that is full, life that is abundant. Life that is, yes, in the here and now enjoyed, but more especially life beyond the scene of time. Life in eternity. We thank you that Beryl is enjoying that life right now. We thank you for this child of God whose hope was in Jesus. And in the shadow of her passing, Lord, clearly bittersweet for each of us and certainly for the family. And we lovingly commend the family unit to you for Davith, for Robert and James, for Sister Kay and, and that family circle represented there. In the name of Jesus, draw close, we pray. Grant them your comfort, that peace that passes all understanding. It might be that the, that be theirs today. We pray for Keith McAdam as well, and as he is called to walk the valley of the shadow. Lord, we thank you that you will be true to your word. You will be with him. You are with him. Your rod, your staff, they comfort him. Ease his transition, we pray, from time into eternity. 
welcome him home into your eternal presence. For Madeline and the girls, for Ruth and Sarah and the whole family, Lord, just be with them. Grant them your peace. We thank you, Lord, in the midst of the hustle and the bustle of Christmas. So much to do, so much to think about, so much activity, so much to rejoice about. We thank you, Lord, for the chance to to reflect upon what Christmas is really all about. Christmas is about the salvation that comes in Christ. Might this message resonate afresh in our hearts and lives, maybe even for the first time, that we might embrace it this Christmas, that salvation might come to this house. We ask these things as friends. We join together to share the family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. This morning, this is our fourth study in the current Christmas series, thinking about gifts that last. And uh, this fourth study is focusing, as Laura has already wonderfully communicated, the gift for all people. The story is told of a very poor family during the Great Depression. The family was unable to afford anything but the bare necessities. One day, however, news came that a circus was coming to town. Tickets would cost just one dollar. The little boy of this family came running home excited and eager to get the money from his father. The father regretfully told his boy, that he couldn't provide him with that much money. But if he went out and worked on odd jobs, he might make enough to purchase a ticket on his own. And his dad promised to match what the boy could earn. The boy worked feverishly. And just a few days before the circus came to town, he found that he'd just earned enough including his dad's contribution to buy that one-pound ticket for the circus. So he took the money and ran off to town to buy his circus ticket. You can imagine the excitement, the anticipation. The day the circus came to town, the boy grabbed his ticket and rushed off to the main street, where he stood on the curb as the circus parade went by. He was thrilled to watch the clowns, the elephants, and all of the performers. And he was thrilled when a particular clown came dancing over to him. The boy put his ticket in the clown's hand. 
He eagerly watched as the rest of the parade went by. After the parade, the boy rushed home. He couldn't wait to tell his father what he had seen and how much fun he'd had at the circus that day. His father, however, was surprised that his boy was home so soon. And so the father asked his son to describe the circus. The boy told his father of the parade that went down the main street and about how he gave his ticket to the clown. The father sadly took his son in his arms and gently whispered, Son, you didn't see the circus today. All you saw was the parade. That boy reminds me of many people at Christmas time. People that get caught up with the carols, caught up with the trees, the lights, the gifts. They think that they are experiencing what Christmas is all about. But really, all they're doing is seeing the parade and missing the main event. Missing the true joy of Christmas. How sad. We too, we Christian folk, if we're not careful, can attend all the Christmas services and carol concerts. We can listen to the Christmas story being read over and over again. We can go through all the Christmas motions, so to speak, and still forget the wonder of the Christmas message. More importantly, we can go through our entire lives thinking that everything is good with our souls. We walk like ducks, we smell like ducks, we quack like ducks, but we are not ducks. We got caught up with the parade, and we missed the tinsel, the true message. Get the picture, I'm sure. In this Christmas message this morning, we will focus on just three wonderful words. Words recorded there in Luke chapter 2 verse 10. All the people, all the people. It is said that the message of good news regarding the birth of the Savior will bring great joy to all the people. Whether rich or poor, man or woman, young or old, black or white, near and far. There is, it seems, no distinction of personalities when God's salvation uh, is concerned. Whether famous or common, this message is for all the people. How wonderful it is 
that Christmas 2017, God is willing to save everyone who will call upon the name of Jesus. This, my friends, is the good news of salvation. That will cause great joy to all the people. This, my friends, is the Christmas message. So what exactly is this good news? Well, put succinctly, it is that salvation this morning is being offered to all the people. It is that Christ is fully God and yet equally fully man. Now there's a mystery for us. It is that God loves us all regardless of what we have gone through in life. Regardless of what we may have done or not done in life. It is that we can all be saved by faith. Through the finished work of Christ on Calvary's cross. Such good news, if believed and received, my friends, will bring great joy to all the people. Even, even yes, to South Walians like you and I. Someone extended to me. The ultimate compliment on Sunday morning. That someone is here, so I won't mention his name for fear of embarrassment, Ed. Oh, did I say that out loud? The compliment was, boy, you're a real Welshman. I'll take that. I'll take that. This gospel, this good news, is even for all the Welshmen. Isn't that something? It's for all the people, even the unpopular people, even the nobodies of this world. And I don't know about you, but more often than not, Generally speaking, in spite of Ed's very generous comment, I feel a little like a nobody, don't you? But my friends, if this nobody were the only person on planet earth needing salvation, then God in heaven would still have sent his son Jesus at Christmas time to save him. Now that's some nobody. You see, every year when we celebrate Christmas, we do the same things, more often than not, don't we? We go shopping for Christmas presents. Some of us wrestle with the traffic. Some of us surf the internet. I've spent my entire life wrestling with the traffic. I think after this year, it's time to turn to surfing the internet. I spent an hour, an hour queuing. To get off the A470 into Kafartha Park in Merthyr Tidville. An hour queuing, and in the end, I got so fed up, I didn't bother going in. I could get to the roundabout, though, I'm off. I went back home again. <laughs> but that's Christmas for many. Wouldn't you say? 
commercialization. It kind of robs us of the joy, doesn't it? Kind of sticks in the teeth somewhat. We decorate our homes. Tree and tinsel and lights. And if you're posh like my neighbors, the lights blink on and off. We attend the nativity. We sit through the carol services. And we sing copious amounts of Christmas carols. We prepare and consume the delicious Christmas food. We drink the festive Christmas beverages. We watch the films on BBC and ITV that we already have on DVD. Bizarrely, I don't understand that one, but there we are. And much, much, much more, all in the spirit of Christmas. We get caught up in the parade and we think we're having fun. But to avoid being caught up with the mere trappings of Christmas, the mere parade, and to truly appreciate Christmas in a more meaningful, more fruitful way, we need, my friends, the true power and the true message of Christmas 2017 to come alive in our hearts and lives. And if it will not come alive in the heart of the child of God, then I put it to you, to whom will it come alive? To help this message come alive, to help it register in our hearts, our lives, the scriptures teach us how normal people were drafted into the greatest story ever told. That blesses my socks off, doesn't it? The greatest story ever told, unequivocally so. I know that because over 2,000 years on, it's still being told and still being celebrated all over the world. Now, you, you tell me a story that's greater than that. You can't, for there isn't one. And this greatest story that has, has ever been told includes normal people, common people like you and I, incorporated by Almighty God into this wonderful story. Let's consider briefly, gosh, time's gone, some of the main characters in the Christmas story. Mary, Mary, I ask you, a lowly virgin girl. And a woman, a woman at that. Yes, girls. Woman included in the Christmas story. Who would have believed it? That cuts across our patriarchal mindsets, gentlemen, doesn't it? Joseph, a humble carpenter. No university education here. He wasn't a postgraduate, was he? He was quite ordinary. Shepherds, come in a garden, smelly shepherds. Ah yes, they were smelly. I know that because traditionally they would often sleep with the sheep. Not like 21st century shepherds. How many 21st century shepherds do you know sleep with the sheep? These guys would. They were on the hills at night. Why? For fear that wolves or or other protagonists would attack the sheep. They would sleep with the sheep. They were smelly, weren't they? Can you imagine? 
My goodness. Ordinary common occupation. Jesus, the baby born to common folk. No silver spoon here, my friends. No five-star Hilton Hotel or private maternity ward with top-of-the-range Moses basket. Just a smelly stable with a manger for a crib. The Christmas story shows us that God chose the nobodies of this world, the ordinary, unpopular people like we Welsh folk. And he chose them to make them somebodies. He chose us to make us somebodies. He chose me to make me somebody. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? Friends, steal yourselves. You're looking at somebody. You're looking at a child of God. Hallelujah. Shake my hand after if you wish. Isn't it something? This is the true message of Christmas that I put to you. Many countless millions in our nation are losing in the midst of the parade. Jesus came at Christmas for them. To save them of their sin. To heal them of their wounds. To bring a sense of purpose and direction in the here and now. And to offer them hope for eternity. Wow. I was curious enough recently to find out who are the most famous people of 2017. And so I googled the same. God bless Google. The top 10 people, top 10 most famous people in the world in 2017 are. You ready? You might be on the list. Number one, Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm. Who are you saying? <laughs> He's not that famous then, is he? He was the founder of social media network Facebook. It's worth a few bob, it seems. A few billion bob, actually. Second, Justin Bieber. I know. How bizarre. Second most famous person this year. Bill Gates, third. Founder of Microsoft, of course. Christ, Cristiano Ronaldo, third, fourth. Oh, bless him. Adele. Adele is fifth. Surprise, surprise. Donald Trump is sixth. Now, 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 now. I'm not making this political. Any Democrats amongst us, please keep quiet. Your time will come, perhaps. Leonardo DiCaprio, hmm? number eight, Angelina Jolie, number nine, Emma Watson, oh, actress, is she Harry, Harry Potter, fa oh, I don't watch Harry Potter, but there we are, Emma Watson, and somebody called number ten, Selena Gomez, so famous, I've never heard of her, oh, <laughs> sorry, we have, we have our celebrities specialist here on my left, you're right. Selena Gomez, glad you came. It's Justin Bieber's girlfriend. 
Is he famous on the back of Justin Bieber, perhaps? And the list went on beyond 10, top 100. So I read through, curious as I was. Sorry, Trish, you're not on it. Bless you. I was surprised. Yeah, Herbie, Herbie, you're not on the list, my friend. Not in the top 100 most famous people, 2000. I was surprised. I was surprised. And I looked through. I had to check twice. I'm not on the list either. Gutted. Gutted I am. But I tell you something. Not really. Because my name is on the list. Capital T. The list. Definite article, the list. My name is on the list. What list do you say? The Lamb's Book of Life. There's a list of names of those who are the children of God, born not just purely of natural descent or of a human decision or a husband's will, but as John says, people born of God. Because Christ Jesus came at Christmas To save everybody, including Doug Atherton. So am I bothered if the world doesn't know who I am? Not in the slightest. Because of Christmas, payday one day, I'll stand before the throne of Almighty God. Next to him at his right hand will be the Son of God, Jesus, who will bear the marks of my redemption, even in heaven. And the books will be open. Thud. And guess what? My name might not be in the top 100 most famous of 2017, but it's on the list. Atherton, Douglas, John. Oh, and there by the side, a new name given to me, known only by the Father and by me. How intimate. How precious. How wonderful. How sad it is that the vast majority of folk in the United Kingdom in South Wales will celebrate, inverted commas, Christmas 2017 and see only the parade and not celebrate, not understand, not appreciate, not know for themselves the wonder of the Christmas message. God contracted to a span incomprehensibly made man, Jesus fully God, and yet became fully man, to bear in his body on that cross my sin, to save me, to redeem me, to set me free. He says, I have come that you might have life, life more abundant. Hallelujah. That's that's good enough for me. God's gift of life in and through his dear son Jesus is a gift for all the people. My friends, it's for you. If only you will say yes to him this Christmas season. All you need to do, not rocket science, you don't need a theological degree. In fact, that doesn't help at all. Complicates matters too much. You just simply need to say, Jesus, yes. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Thank you for bearing in your body my sin and my shame. I want your life in the here and now 
And I want your hope within for the hereafter. And my friends, joy unspeakable and full of Christmas glory will be yours. Today and always. And that's the message of Christmas. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful message. We thank you that it's true. It's real. It's not mere rhetoric. It's not mere hypotheses. It's true because for those of us who have embraced it, we know it to be true. For Jesus has changed our lives. And he resides within by his Holy Spirit, granting us hope for the future. Oh Lord, may none of us go through this Christmas season just enjoying a parade. Might we find for ourselves the Christ of the Christmas message. In the name of Jesus. Amen.